Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We have a short today on a topic that's on, I think, a lot of people's mind. And that is uh, how uh, the Ravens can keep McDonald in the organization after his fantastic year here and, and a, you know, a good solid first year as well as the Ravens defensive coordinator. And here to discuss that with me is David Patrick. David, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ken. I'm very excited to talk about something that originally when I thought of this a few weeks ago, we kind of discussed, hey, can we keep McDonald? Let's try and get a succession plan. And so I'm excited to kind of dive into that more now that it seems like everyone has reached this conclusion independently that this guy's too good to let him walk out the door at the end of the season. Right. So we have a, we have a, yeah, there is a minority group that is present almost in every fan base that wants to fire the head coach for everything that they can point to and blame the head coach for everything. That group is extremely vocal. In, the, in Pittsburgh, the Fire Tomlin group is extremely vocal. There is an extremely vocal Fire Harbaugh group. And if you go out other places, it's the, even the majority in places like Staley in, in, uh, in with uh, L.A. They, most people think he'll be gone at the end of the year, so it's not, it's not a surprising thing. But anyway, the Fire Harbaugh group is an incredibly loud minority that I I don't think is representative of our fan base at all, frankly, in terms of really wanting to keep a coach has had tremendous success. And I know that's one of the points you wanted to make was just you know, looking at successful organizations like the Steelers and, and some of the other ones, they have very long tenured head coaches. That might be the most important thing. I don't know if Harbaugh is an X's and O's genius, but he gives stability and he brings in the right people. Just like watching a movie, a director might not be so good with cinematography, but they're able to get all the different pieces together to create a great film. I think Harbaugh is an artist in that way, raised by a coach, always been a coach's mindset. What have we had, 16 years? How many years is he with us now? See, this is 16. Yeah, year 16. Sign me up for four more, maybe one more Super Bowl and let him ride off into whatever his next passion project is. Is there a reason why, and this is, I guess, one of the central topics here in, in bringing, manifesting something like this, is there a reason why Harbaugh should be limited to four, five, six more years, whatever it might be? He should be limited in the same way that Ozzie Newsom should have been limited. Ozzie Newsom is a Hall of Fame executive, but Eric DaCosta has youth on his side and might be just as good as him. And we don't want him to leave because there might not be another Eric DaCosta. That's how I personally look at Mike McDonald. He's homegrown. He started with us. He might be the finest mind that we've had in the organization. And Harbaugh's discussed this and we'll get into that. 
I don't want him to leave. I think that he's the next one. So whatever we can do to keep him to stay, if he just wants to be a defensive coordinator, great, sign him up, pay him a lot of money. But I think that he is going to be a head coach eventually. And so I want him to be our head coach. And I want to be like the Steelers who have had, what, three head coaches in 40 plus years. Mm -hmm. That's what I want in Baltimore. That's what Bashadi wants. That's what our organization is built on, consistency. The grass is not greener, folks. We don't want to lose our defensive coordinator this year, lose Harbaugh in a few years when he retires, and then we get someone like Staley with the Chargers. God bless him. He's mm-hmm. not the solution with the roster that talented. No thanks. Now, the, the, the Ravens do have other people on the staff who I think people would consider head coaching candidates. In particular, I think Anthony Weaver is an excellent candidate. Um, uh, but let's talk about, I, I think, why do you? I know you have a long list of reasons why we would want McDonald, but but maybe hit on a couple of the high points here. We don't need to go into the statistics mm. because I think everybody agrees that that he's worth it from that. But talk about some of the other some of the other things you have. Youth was one thing you mentioned. Yeah, so he's he's thirty six years old. So if we wanted twenty more years of a consistent head coach that we want, we have that in him. Um, I really like that Eric DaCosta was raised by us into our organization and blossomed into someone that we couldn't let go of. So the Raven way, that's partially DaCosta. What do I love about McDonald? To quote Harbaugh, when McDonald went from an assistant with the Ravens and actually became a linebacker coach, his first year was with Wink Martindale. And Harbaugh came out and said, I found the quote. I won't quote it to you, but in general, McDonald was integral in creating that scheme. Mm-hmm. And then when McDonald was loaned out to his brother at Michigan for his first defensive coordinator job two years ago, it was Harbaugh who said to Jim, hey, I have the guy for you for a defensive coordinator. And then when he brought him back after Wink left, he actually beat out Weaver, who I think is a great leader of men and is going to be an excellent head coach in his own right, beat him out because Harbaugh said, McDonald is too smart. He's too good at breaking things down. He's too good at relationships with his players, communicating. And the most important thing for me, he's going to upgrade his system that he left for Wink and make it even better. All, and we're seeing all, the fruits of that. Uh, all very good points. All right. And and I think that in, in most cases, we, we don't have a problem with that. Youth in general is directly connected to relatability. I will say... I I think what he's done, players have certainly raved about it in terms of understanding the whole scheme to understand their part in the scheme. And that really has showed up in terms of the way the Ravens play a very integrated defensive style that's 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 there. Um, in, in terms of a, a relatability of a coach, it's hard for me to imagine anybody more relatable than Weaver. He's a he's a player's player. And he's a uh, you know a leader of men. That's very obvious. But that doesn't mean he's necessarily the greatest X's and O's guy right. on the other side of things. You know, Weaver is African-American and I don't want to go too deep into the race thing here, but there's two there's two benefits from it. One is if you if if Weaver becomes a head coach out of your system um, by being defensive. So you get two third round picks out of that. Um, Number two is and by the way, Weaver could be hired as a head coach directly from his current position. I don't think that's out of the question at all, but I'd be looking to increase Weaver's responsibility within the current system to try and make sure he's visible. Um, in every way possible. Don't really want to lose him, but on the other hand, um, you know he, he'd be a he'd be a good choice. I also think he'd be a good defensive coordinator um, if McDonald were to move up, and I think that it it would be something where they would be jointly running the show. 
I completely agree with you. To me, my read of Weaver is maybe he's not the generational genius that McDonald is, but if McDonald never existed and we had Weaver around, I would probably be saying something similar. I like him that much. Mm -hmm. And so I hope there's a way to retain him too. But if we lose McDonald, I really hope we have Weaver because that to me is one A, one B. Yeah. Well, it'd be a, it, it certainly would be outstanding if, if, uh, if Weaver's hired away from the Ravens into a head coaching role, that would be, that would be very cool. And if yeah. Weaver is, is here um, in a, in a more visible, more prominent role, I'm for that too. The guy is just absolutely amazing at the podium. He, he, he his comportment is just really understands how to, how to deal with the media, how, but but also, which I, I don't think he'll have, I think he'd be better at it than Harbaugh is. Let's put it that way. Now, you don't yeah. always know because because stress is really the point at which these things come out. I would say if you go to Las Vegas, you meet more weirdos in a week than you do in a year at home because you're observing this new, well, first of all, large new group of people that you never met before, and you're observing them under very stressful circumstances, losing money, and, and odd behaviors come out. So, uh, uh, but if, in, in, Weaver, in Weaver's case, I honestly don't think that would be a problem. He'd have mm-hmm. to you know, develop his own manner, but I think he'd be he'd be every bit as good as Harbaugh or better in terms of dealing with the media. I also feel like, to me, there's something about being a Ravens fan that has gone beyond me just being originally from Baltimore and it being my team. Now that I'm getting up the, up there in age, uh, I really care about who I'm investing my time in mm-hmm. someone like Bashadi, who is a good person through and through for my read. That's someone I would invest my time in Ozzie news, America to Costa, John Harbaugh. These are quality human beings that make me proud to be a fan of the organization. Even when bad things happen, like Brown's losses or lost seasons. So Weaver right up there, great, a human being. He's also good at what he does. Bring him on. I'd love it. So I'm glad that we have, to me, almost this problem that there are two guys and probably more on our staff, honestly, the staff is loaded. We're sitting pretty. If someone wants to join in in a succession plan, I think that's really just up to Harbaugh, Vishadi, DaCosta. And I, I, my hope is, Ken, is that it already happened because we found out about Eric DaCosta's five-year succession plan mm-hmm. in year four. Oh, there was, I mean, there were, there was news out there of it before then, but yes. Okay. It wasn't confirmed. Like, you know, that's what I mean. Sorry. Going back, it was like the shot. He confirmed it the year before it happened. Is the situation exactly analogous? Now here's, here's what I would ask of this is that, and I don't, I guess I'm going to take the position that it isn't, is that in, in the case of Ozzie Newsome, First of all, up there in age, and so that so even more so than Harbaugh in terms of of where he was. And I don't remember the exact. He was age, sixty-three. But, I looked it up. He was sixty-three when he uh, when they switched. When they okay, switched. So, so it, it could be that it's, he's actually does it younger, but yeah. DaCosta was his guy through and through, coming up through the system, I and mean, he promoted him into that number two spot. You could point to that as being similar for McDonald. But I, I, it was in from a fairly early time. It was understood that DaCosta was going to have Newsom's role at some point, even if it was if it was going to be a while if he held out long enough. Yep. Even though maybe maybe we didn't know about the money exactly how it was working out uh, uh, before then. But um, you know, Newsom also is a special cat in his ability to smoothly transition 
into the chair immediately to the right of, of Eric's and have a role. I don't see that for Harbaugh. I don't, I don't think he would want to be assistant head coach in charge of special teams, which is exactly what Jerry Rosberg was, by the way. That would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Never thought about that. And, and, you know, I'm sure the special teams could benefit from that. I think that, that, uh, you know, there's, there would be reasons why it would be a good plan. But on the other hand, I'm not sure that it's exactly what you'd want if you're Harbaugh or if you're McDonald. Because if you have McDonald, if you have a voice chirping in your ear who's been making the decisions for 20 years, and now he has his suggestion to you mm. at a given point, mm. maybe, maybe not. So two things come to mind just from my preparation for today's episode is this analogous from Eric and Ozzy to potentially Mike and John. Um, what I gather from Eric and Ozzy's relationship is not only mentor mentee, um, which is a little bit different when Harbaugh has so many coaches underneath of him, but they became best friends. They talk about that. Like there is, there's a bond there that I think will go on for the rest of their life. But what Ozzy did to me, it's it's really the end, the, the third act of The Godfather Part One. He is Brando to Michael, and he's his consigliere. Hey, you're in charge. Let me advise you. And Ozzy's the most expensive scout in the league for the Ravens. I love having him here. I don't think that's perfectly analogous with Mike and John. But I don't know that it could not happen, I guess is what I'm saying. And would Mike McDonald be okay with that? I mean, judging someone's personality when you don't even know him is all pure conjecture, mm-hmm. but that's also part of the fun of being a fan. And so I read um, a piece when McDonald was first hired. I reread it. It was by Ryan uh, Mink kind of yep. doing his cover story on him. And in the beginning, they were talking about McDonald as a teenager, talking about him as a 20-something math genius who's going to make millions on Wall Street. And his dad had talked about how he never had to worry about him making a bad decision and becoming a football coach instead of doing this was the first time he kind of questioned his son. At least that's how the story reads. And so to me, that's kind of that. You made me think of that Harbaugh whispering in his ear. Could he handle it? Absolutely. Because he evaluated the situation and said, I want to do this. And his dad said, okay, so I think he can take in a multitude of inputs and then process them. And that's what I would want any head coach to do. Okay. We, we have had smart coaches in the past and Billick maybe is a, is a, is a, a step down from uh, McDonald, let's say, I don't mm. think he's necessarily a step down from Harbaugh. I think he might be similar, honestly. Mm. And it's not immediately obvious to me that one is, one is sharper than the other, but Billick was a very sharp guy mm. and he was also very confident in his own decision-making. So he was able to take inputs, make the call himself. And that's why in a, in a very long stretch of time, he's the only coach that ever went for two when he was down eight at the end of a game, the way you're supposed to by the, by the, by the chart, the, uh, the uh, two point conversion chart. So mm-hmm. it, it was, it was, I think he's always been very good at just at, at taking the inputs properly, making his decision based on that uh, with, with him. And yet when he came with a, near peer in in 2006 with fossil calling the offensive plays it became uncomfortable for him and he in the end he had to fire fossil support for this podcast and the following message come from corient 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because he thought, you know, this is not going well enough. This is this is you know potentially impacting my job. And it, both of these guys, I mean, just it's not necessarily easy for play for people who've had a lot of responsibility to take advice well from other people who have been at a similar level. It's much easier to take advice from your interns, your actuarial students, your your, your people who you've worked for, with for five years. It's much harder to take advice from somebody who's outside the organization or is coming from outside the organization and is at a peer level. And it's just, there's naturally some conflict that arises from that. Yeah. Um, I don't have too, that doesn't spur too many thoughts for me because I just look at McDonald and it seems like he has handled in my research every scenario he's ever been with class and success. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Just from an age standpoint, like that can make two people equal where maybe they shouldn't be. And he coached Weddle to one of Weddle's greatest seasons when he was the DB coach. Weddle had, I think, six picks and he Mm -hmm. was in his 30s. McDonald's in his 30s. No friction, enhanced each other. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a problem. Um, you won't really know until someone takes that leadership standpoint, but it seems like his leadership standpoint so far, I haven't seen big negative drop-offs, but then that's human dynamics I'm not aware of with the Ravens coaching staff. And and, and to be to be clear, I mean, McDonald is never in danger of taking Eric Weddle's job. So the dynamic there is mm. inherently different from a coach-to-coach yeah. situation where where you, you have that. Um, that's a good point. Let's uh let's move on. And now sure. the other th- the other part of this is how do the Ravens implement such a scheme? Hmm. Well, I I think it really starts with um, Harbaugh and Bashadi having the conversation. I I don't think that Harbaugh or excuse me Bashadi would spurn Harbaugh or force him into retirement when he's given so much to the organization and we're trending up so well, at least right now, I don't know how the salary cap scenario is going to go in the future. So I think they have to agree that this is something they both want. So I think that's step one. I don't know if- Who initiates that that conversation? I would think Bishotti. I've heard reports this couple of weeks getting ready for this, where people go back and look at Bishotti's scenario with Eric 
and Ozzy, and he intimated, and I haven't heard the quote, that if Ozzy wasn't okay with giving way to Eric, that Bashadi would have kind of told him, well, this is how many years I'll give you. Okay, that's that's interesting. I know that one of the things they said at the very end when the, the hiring decision had been made and the, and the transition point had already been set out was that the thing that finally you know pushed them to, to, to make the move was that the Packers were interested in um, EDC and that they, they, they thought they might have lost him that way. But um, I don't disagree with you. One of the things that the Ravens have, um, and as part of it is from Bishotti's background as a um, hiring manager, is a very strict um, uh, line responsibilities in terms of who gets to hire who and who gets mm-hmm. to fire who. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, it's, it, as far as I've known, you know, he, Bishotti has never reached down two levels in the organization and said, you got to fire this guy. Uh, there may have been discussions over something like Ray Rice, for example. That's I'm not oh, talking sure. about something like, like a, you know, an acute problem like that that, would, that, that comes up. But I, I, I don't know of any other times where he's reached around. And I also don't know any other times where he reached around and said, you know what? Why don't we make this defensive coordinator hiring an organizational decision instead of yours? Uh, so when Mark McLeod was hired, I mean, he's an internal guy. He did turn out to be excellent, you know, for his, yep. for his time. He was a great hire. But, you know, they, they, Bishotti could have forced him to go outside of the organization in theory. Yeah. Um, I think that Bishotti probably seems like when they go down to Florida in the offseason, mm-hmm. creates a dialogue and conversation and advises his people to make the best decision without saying, you have to take my decision. But the only time that it seems to me that he's really planted his flag, and maybe I'm wrong, is when he hires a head coach and when he creates a succession plan, but he's only done that once. Okay, In my, so yeah, go ahead. Hiring a head coach is, that's his direct report. There's nobody yeah. else in the organization between him. So that's that's his purview. I'm trying to think of any of the other times where, where a, a non-straight line relationship he strayed from, and I, I don't know of them. Of course, you know, you mentioned the Jupiter meetings and those probably are exactly where those discussions are occurring right. uh, in terms of what they need to do. I think a lot of that, you know, would be a, around players and, you know, what yeah. do you want to do? And do you need money for this? Do we need to be sacrificing the future? Do we need to be thinking about a non-level kind of a roller coaster we want to take our team on? So they're good controls for the, for those right. sorts of things. But I don't get the sense that, that they would be breaking that um, mm-hmm. direct line hiring. It's one of the worst things you could tell somebody, by the way, is they don't get to hire the person they get. It's, it's like you might as well fire the person because you basically don't have any trust in their hiring practices. Right. You don't have any trust in them at all. Right. Uh, I mean, to me, I think that we both agree that if for some reason Harbaugh is not our coach in the future, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. Bashadi is going to have a very active role in being the decider on who is our head. Oh, coach. Of course. Yeah. And so to me, I have heard Bashadi say he's not going to do the nepotism thing. His boys or daughters, I don't know if he has daughters are going to, no one in the family is going to take over as the Ravens owner. Mm-hmm. And so to me, he has really the main responsibility that we would all hope for with that, which is find another owner almost as good as you, because I don't know if there's another one as good as you who represents Baltimore as much as I would want, who gives us faith that we have a great team, a great organization with class. But why not give us a gift of that stability that some of our most heated 
adversaries have, which is stability at the head coaching position. You gave us Eric. He's got, I would think, at least a decade left. Give us another head coach with a succession plan. If it's not McDonald, because they know better than I do whether or not it's him, if it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Give us someone who will give us 10, 20 more years of stability if you're not going to pass off this ownership tell your family or stick on, give us another piece. That's like, we're good. Cause I love, like you love being a season ticket holder every year being in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. And and I think, you know, Bishotti came on as a minority owner to Modell. I would love to see that sort of technique used, you know, find somebody in finance, find somebody that, who's committed to Baltimore. Um, and it was made, you know, billions and, and hopefully could, could uh, keep this team right where it is and, and, uh, and do with, deal with Baltimore. We, the Angelos family has been obviously a pretty, pretty big shock to the system in terms of the, of Baltimore fans and, and not liking what's going on. Um, it is kind of a shakedown that's going on right now, I believe. And, and uh, I just, I really hate the way that Moore and he wanted to announce something. So they acted like it's a done deal and it ain't a done deal at all. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to see that kind of thing happen again with it with another owner. Yeah. I want, I want everything in writing. Yeah, year. and I don't want Angelos, and I don't want Snyder. I want somehow to get a Bashadi 2.0. And if there's someone who made his billions hiring people and shown that he can hire people, I'd love for him to exactly what you said, find a succession plan. And you know what, Ken? If I ever win one of those one billion dollar lotto things. I'll be a minority owner. I got you. No problem. There you go. (laughs) Um, But um, a couple of other things that I was really thinking about with McDonald, why I would really favor him is when you have Lamar's contract, where can you upgrade with less? And Mm -hmm. to me, we already kind of have a little nucleus here. I want to knock on wood, but you know, when Mark Andrews comes back, Isaiah likely might be a player. Keaton Mitchell is really blown up. We have Zay Flowers. Like we got some skill position guys that are going to last for the rest of Lamar's contracts. So then you look at the the defense on the other side of the ball. Like how do you enhance that one? It's taking what Eric gives you, this clay of old vested veterans who play amazing McDonald's system. All these young guys in their second, third, fourth year. I mean, Almost every player on our defense right now has an argument to be a pro baller. Right. We could have we could have eleven guys on our pro ball, and to me, that's not a coincidence. That's McDonald. So if we could create a succession plan, hey, you get, I don't know, five million dollars a year for the next five years, and maybe if John wins the Super Bowl, that's what he's looking for, and he'll take a step aside. Mm-hmm. Then you continue to have this guy who could maximize our defense while we have Lamar. So to me, I, I, I really like that plan. I, I'm, uh, I'm for it. Um, and I, I'm not in a hurry to kick mm. John out the door. I really am not. No. Um, and, and it is possible that this would not work out. It's, it is very possible. You end up with somebody who's great at, at, at managing the defense and, and does this very well. And it just doesn't work out as a head coach for whatever reason. And we won't really know that for sure. And the problem is you have a 80th or 85th percentile head coach in Harbaugh. You don't want to give him up for no good reason. I mean, you're, you're really, you, it is, um, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't want to give them up either. I think my my first reason that I sent you that message a month ago about this idea was not just that I thought McDonald was great, which I do, and I don't want him to leave. But I don't know if you've heard or read the tea leaves or read between the lines. I feel like Harbaugh keeps saying, I don't know if I'm going to be here for all of Lamar's career. Like I'm hearing, I've heard that two or three times sprinkled in where all I can do is read the tea leaves with these guys. They're not going to tell us our intention. That would be a disadvantage to the team. Mm-hmm. I, I would not be surprised if he wins a Super Bowl and does the Ray Lewis mic drop and just says, this was great. By the way, we had this plan all along for Weaver, or McDonald, or someone else to, right. to step in. It's uh, I, you know, that's it's certainly something to think about. I, uh, mm-hmm. I don't have a sense either. Um, none of the Harbaugh's have given up their jobs early, right? Like uh, Harbaugh Senior, how isn't, he, isn't he, Jack still coaching? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> Uh, but if he's not, if he's not, you know, he, he coached, I think into his seventies. Oh yeah. And, I, uh, yeah. and so the, the, that's, you know, I don't know that I'd normally take that. I mean, my dad worked into his eighties and I'm, I retired mm. to do this at 52. So it's yeah. a, we're, we're doing, we're a little bit different in the family. So I can understand why the, the Harbaugh's not, might not all be the same, but uh, I, I just, I, it's not obvious to me that a Harbaugh mm. really wants to be gone. And by the way, it, it wouldn't even have to happen that um, they have a succession plan that is announced for the power dynamic in the locker room to change dramatically. And then you get problems that occur because an individual player doesn't like one parent's answer. So he goes to the other and, you know, you it, it immediately that can break down a locker room pretty quickly if you have that. And even if there's if if it's a court of appeals situation where he gets a no from Harbaugh, he goes to the other and he says, "Is there any chance you can get this this decision re- reversed?" And he says, oh, "Let me talk to John about it." As soon as that starts happening, that, that breaks down the power dynamic and the and the uh, you know the the authority uh, that's there. So it's a, it, it's it'll be challenging if they if they try and do it to uh, to make this work. I, I yeah, I agree. I think that if it works, we won't know until it happens. I think this is a retrospective experiment in the future where we're going to go, oh, see, yeah, this did happen, or there must have been nothing to it. And really, they probably have had this discussion last year, whether or not they wanted to do it. They evaluate everything. They have Mm -hmm. lots of people much smarter than me examining every kind of competitive advantage possible. So whatever ride we're on, I kind of have uh, a lot of faith in our decision makers because... uh, so far, so good. Yeah, they they definitely have done a great job, and uh, and that's something to be proud of. Well, David, great talking about this with you. And uh, tell folks where they can talk football with you online. Uh, probably just here, Ken. I'm, I like to shelter my anonymity and and pop up from time to time and talk Ravens with you. But I appreciate the offer for the plug. Oh. Uh, for sure. Anytime you want, uh, David. Uh, by the way, other folks out there, this is just the kind of topic we'd love to have. This David cerebral thought experiment. You know, uh, wants to talk through the, the issues. He came up with a whole bunch of things that we we didn't get to everything by a long stretch in terms of reasons why you'd want to make McDonald the head coach. But this is just the kind of content I'm looking for. Thoughtful kind of delivered in 30 minutes or less. And if you have an idea like this, please hit me up. DMs always open on Twitter. I promise I'll get back to you. We'll turn this around fairly quickly. David mentioned this one took about a month. That's way longer than normal. And some of it was 
related to our schedules and travel and other things going on the holidays. Uh, but normally it, it can take less than a week. If you, if you really have an idea for something that's very timely uh, in particular, I'll, I'll try and get it on air very quickly. This is but completely the, my fault, Ken. It's my birthday. And I thought by week birthday, that sounds fun for me. So thank you for having <laughs> me on. It was really fun. All right. Well, greatly appreciate it. Um, and we'll talk to you next time on film study. Thank you.